We'll do a, a review on the Kutta Sikhas Chelik Yud Aleph, the second Sikha for Pashas Vaera. This is a Rashi Sikhas, a very, very detailed, lengthy Rashi Sikha. The Rebbe takes apart several Rashis in the Makkah, the fourth Makkah, the Makkah of Orif, that followed Dom, Tzverdeya, and Kinim. The fourth Makkah was Orif. And by the way, the Rebbe explains uh, many details within the Makkah of Orev itself that come to light in the Sicha. One of the points the Rebbe addresses is by the Makkah of Orev, the Pasik says, Vihiflesi, that the Makkah of Orev did not take place by the Bnei Yisrael, only by the Mitzrayim. What about Dam, Tzvardei, and Kinim, the first three Makkahs? And the Rebbe's in explanation, he brings down various opinions, but he says Rashi also believes that these Makkahs weren't distinguished, the Yidin weren't distinguished, it wasn't the Vihiflesi over there, as the Rebbe will explain Baruch, a lot of interesting points. But we have to uh, sort of go through slowly, uh, Rashi by Rashi, because the Rebbe asks many questions, and the Rebbe will uh, give out a... Uh, interpretation that the main thing about the Makiv of Orev was the fact the incitement and the strong incitement of these animals in the mixture, the fact that they are a mixture, a mixture and inciting these animals, that was the main part of the Makiv. That's why the Torah basically brings down Mashlech as Orev and doesn't tell you any of the other details, as the Rebbe will explain in the Sikha. But let's look inside. Aleph. Bekesher lemakas Orev shehev Yaakadosh Baruch Hu al in connection to the plague of Orev, the mixture that Yaakadosh Baruch Hu brought on the Egyptians. Mesuper besparashoseinu, so it relates in our portion, Sha'akodesh Baruch Hu tziva lemoisha leimar lepari, that Yaakadosh Baruch Hu instructed Moshe, that Moshe should go say to Pari. And this was the warning that Hashem says Moshe to go warn Pari. What should he tell him? He tell him like this, For if you are not sending my people out from Mitzrayim, I will incite on you and your people the mixture. Umolu and they will fill Bate Mitzrayim, the homes of the Egyptians, as Ha'orev with this mixture. Begam Ha'adom and also the earth Asher Heim Oleho, that they are upon it. That's the Posik, the threat which Hashem says to Moshe to tell to Pare to let them go. If he doesn't get let them go, there is going to be a Mashliach because seeking them this mixture, and that's going to fill their homes and the land. So Rashi Bipirushe. Maitik minatevis as minakosves atevis mashleach b'cho. The Rebbe is going to explain a few Rashi's, but the first Rashi the Rebbe quotes that Rashi brings down from the Posik, the words mashleach b'cho. What does it mean mashleach b'cho? So the word mashleach almost comes from the word shalach, can also mean sending you. Rashi is trying to tell us over here. That mashliach means I will incite on you versus send on you. Mefarish and Rashi explains mashliach b'cho means megare b'cho I will incite in you. V'chein 
V'shein behemis ashalach bom. Rashi finds a similar uh, interpretation is when the Pasik says the teeth of the animals, uh, I will incite on them, send on them, which is in the Parshish Hazinu. And over there it means the word Mishaleach, Ashalach means also incitement. It's also, the Rashi says, Loshin Shisui, that's the language of uh, inciting them. In Siter Belaz, in French it's in Siter. Okay, this is what Rashi says. So what is Rashi trying to tell us over here? Bepashtus, ubepashtus kavanosi. What is Rashi's intent here? Levair shetevas mashliach, that the word mashliach, that the post says, hinini mashliach b'cho, is enoi, mishali eno meloshen shiluach. It's not from the language sending kemoi. As we say in the beginning of the post, im encho mishaleach, which means sending. So the Pasuk, Yim Eincho Mishaleach, and this Pasuk itself, Baschol Askos Atzmai, over there it means send. Yim Eincho Mishaleach, we don't send. So over here, when it says, Hinim Ashliach, is not Mishaleach, Eloshim Meloshim Girui. It's from the language of inciting, seeking. Alderach Altizgoru Bam. Don't tease them. Ukiyetzimazah. How does Rashi know take, that the word mashliach over here it means don't tease, don't sick on them? Or um, there's several diyukim that force machrichim which force us to this interpretation. In other words, in our case, we have to translate mashliach for. Three different reasons the Rebbe is bringing down now that over here, mashliach means sick on you, not uh, instigate to you, on you, and not send on you. Number one, Aleph. Im mashliach shel shiluach, if mashliach would mean in the understood as sending, then the Pasik should not say mashliach, but mishaleach. I'm going to send on you, just as the Pasik. Why mashliach, the yud mashliach? So that's number one. Base. Number two. Beloshin shlichas masim yeser loimar mashliach esa oriv b'cho. Though you're saying, I will send what you are sending, which is the oriv. And then it says, Becho to you. First, first we say what we're sending. Then you say whom you're sending it to. Who is it being sent to? As for example, come on later on, it says, I'm going to send. It tells you what you're going to send. As called Magiv for Isai. And then it says, Where is going to send it? To your heart. As called Magiv for so that is when the meaning is sent. But when it's a language of inciting, so then then sick in you. So first, not what is going to sick, but tevas b'cho is connected to the word mashliach. Because that is part of the act. The act is to sick in you. That's the part of the act. It's not to whom is being sent, it's just the one, uh, it's the sicking that is being done. 
It's not just that it's going to be act is going to be accomplished by you, but it's the the seeking is on you, which means that that's part of the act. That he seeks on him the wild uh, bad uh, animal and similar. So the fact that here it says means will sicken you versus. That would be Then it would be a lush of sand. That's another reason that I hear it means sicking. And number three, Gimel. If the understanding is that it's a mission or sending something, is not but to you. Or sending to you. But if it's understood as to sick them and to uh, instigate them, then the expression, I will sick him in you, is fitting. So basically, these three lashoynes, the fact that it says mashliach versus mishaleach, the fact that it says mashliach versus mashliach and the fact that the uh, Pasuk says l'chor, and uh, not l'chor, l'chor, but b'chor, all these point to that the meaning of mashleach here means giru. Umipnei based timeim ha'achreinim, and for the two latter reasons, because the reasons they use them is the b'chor, uh, that's why uh, the first one is because it says mashleach, but because of the second two reasons, because it. Uh, it says the writer is Mishlech Mecho versus Mishlech Sorev and also not Lecho Elecho that's what Rashi also quotes from the Posik Maitik Rashi min HaKosov Gam Tevas Becho even though Rashi is explaining over here the word Mashliach but Rashi brings the word Becho Avshu Mepharish Rak Tevas Mashliach even though he is only explaining the word Mashliach Shepirushi Megaret that it means to sick and then also again in his commentary he says again he says why would he have to repeat over there too the word a second time even though he's only explaining what the meaning of mashliach that it means sick that it means to instigate because this is part of what forces Rashi to tell him that the intent of the Posik Shakavona that the intention when it says Mashliach means to sick comes from the word Bekho as the two reasons the Rebbe says be now and the way it's written that that points to the idea that it means to sick to instigate and therefore uh, Rashi quotes both in the uh, from the Posik and also in the Peter Rashi and the commentary words down the word Bekho so that explains the general idea why Rashi uh, chooses to learn that mashliach means to incite in you, to instigate in you, versus send to you. But Rebbe is going to ask in the evidence that the uh, Rashi brings, Rashi seems to bring a posik which is written uh, later on, in Parsha Zinu, versus being able to bring in the Chumash Vayikra, the portion of Bechel Koisai, where also the word Vihishlachti means to sick on you, to instigate, and Rashi doesn't bring that, so that's one question. And another question is, Rashi seems to 
say, uh, first Rashi says, uh, and then after he brings the proof, he says, let's look inside. Base. But we need to understand in this Rashi, commentary Rashi, Aleph. Why does Rashi bring evidence to his interpretation from the Posik, which is in the portion of Azinu? And not from a Posik earlier in Pashbuchikoisai. Rashi brings the Posik Vishen. Which is a posik in Hazinu. Why doesn't Rashi bring the posik in which he said, which means I will sick on you, I will instigate on you and not send? So why doesn't Rashi bring a place from an earlier place in the Torah? And there's even more difficulty over here. When you look, what is it that you're saying, sending? In there's an additional detail which would seem to uh, we should bring first the Pasik in Pashas Bechokoisai. Because Bemakis Orev, as Rashi says, what was the Orev in the next Rashi? Rashi says, We're talking about inciting the wild animals, the undomesticated animals. So the parshas b'chokoisai, when the pasuk v'shlach to b'chem as chayes asode, b'chem b'parshas b'chokoisai medubar over there also talks about begiru chayes inciting the wild animals. Avo b'parshas hazinu, but in the portion of hazinu halay mefurish, over there it says v'shen behemis ashalach bom. So we're talking about clearly about behemis over there. So why would we not bring? The Posik inciting, which talks about Chayis, which is equal to what we're talking about in the Makas Orev, where the Hishlachti, Imashliach Bachem Orev, the Orev was Chayis Rosh, as she says, would fit more with the Posik in Parshat Bechokoisai than with the Posik that Rashi brings from Parshat Zinu, which is talking about Behemoth. So why does Rashi bring that? And then another thing is, Rashi adds. After Rashi brings the Rai, he says Shisui. So Laachar, base Laachar. Why? What? What? What does that add? And why is Rashi added? Laachar, Shapira Shehi Melashaloshin Megare. After Rashi explains that it comes from the language that I'm going to instigate. I'm going to sick on you. Lamale Larashi Lahisiv Oid Loshin Shisui. So why does Rashi add further that this is the language of Shisui? To instigate, to sick, because we can't say maybe Rashi Shisui. Maybe we don't know what the Megara means. He's coming. His intention is to explain and to articulate. He said before Megara that it means that it means Shisui. Because why would we know? The Rebbe says we can't say that that Rashi is intense. Because Aleph number one. The word shisu is not known or understood to the student more the word Megara. So shisu cannot be a translation of the word Megara. If it needs a translation, the word shisu doesn't translate from. In the contrary, the word Megara is found several times in the Chumshet Torah and the Rebbe in the 
uh, note uh, 8 brings down the various places where the word Megara is found. The language of Shisu is never found in the Chumash. So why would Rashi add the word Shisu over here when Shisu does not explain Megara? And number two, if Shisu is explaining, why does Rashi interrupt with the Pasik? Rashi should have said Megara and say Shisu. Rashi should have brought close Lashon Shisui, the Megara Bechov, and he wants to explain that Megara means Shisui should have said it next to the word Megara Bechov. Then to bring the proof from the Possum, Rashi brings the proof to Megara from the Possum, and then next to, next to, next to, he says Lashon Shisui. So that doesn't seem like the Shisui is really explaining Megara. Number three, Gimel. If Shisui explained Megara, why does Rashi have to say Megara and then explain it? Rashi should have just said, and that's it. Why does Rashi say Megara and then Meshaser? Um, so, he tries another possibility of why Rashi is adding the word Shisui because this is actually coming to say that in this case it does not mean Megare, but it means Shisui. It's a little different. So don't answer. Rashi adding the words. Loshin Shisui is coming to Ledai. That note, withstanding that when you just try to uh, explain the word mashliach by itself, it means to instigate. But in our case, it's not just to instigate. But also a language of seeking. That you're actually getting more involved. That's what I mean. The second question, base Haniska Leil. The second question, so Rashi should have written it next to the word Megara Bechor. Rashi should have said Loshin Shisui. But Ve'oid the So this alone, we would need to understand how does Rashi know Shamashmos Khan Hugam Shisui that there is a furtherance, not just to Megara to instigate, but it's also Shisui to sick. How does Rashi know this? So the bottom line is, the Rebbe is saying that yes, Mashliach means that he instigates his sex, but the Rebbe wants to know the Rashi's proof why Rashi brings from the portion of Azin and more fitting would have seemed to be the portion of the which is earlier. And what is Rashi's intention over here that he puts after bringing the Pesach, Shem Behemus HaShalachbam, to find the language of Shisui, he said, to find Losh Vechem, the Losh Megare, he adds Losh and Shisui. What does this Losh and Shisui do? The Rebbe tried various ways, but we still remain with the problem. What is Rashi intending here when he said Losh and Shisui? This is the Rebbe explained one Rashi. Now the Rebbe is going to go to the next Rashi. The Rebbe is going to ask several questions of the next Rashi, um, in which Rashi explains what the Arif consists of. Why does Rashi say what he says and, 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 and mention only this and not the other one? How does he know that? 
and why does he quote the Medrash? There are going to various different questions that the Rebbe is going to ask us detailed, very detailed on this Rashi. Let's look inside. So Rashi further continues with his commentary. Umatik es and he quotes from the Posik the words es ha'orev, the mixture. Umefarish, and Rashi explains. Kol chay. What was the mixture consists of? Kol all types of bad chayis uh, on domesticated animals, and also unachoshim vaakravim, snakes and scorpions. Birvuvia, they came in a mixture. Vehoyu mashchisim bohem, and they would uh, destroy in them. They were causing destruction. They were mashchis in the Egyptians. And then Rashi continues. There is in the Agoda. There is a reason. For every Maka Maka Loma Zu, Loma Zu. Why this and why that? Why has Shem specifically brought these different Makas? When the strategy of the Wars that are waged by kings, Boalehem is the way Hashem came on the Egyptians, and Kiseider Malchus as the order of the kingdom. Kushatzoral ir when it puts a city under siege, betchilo mekalkil mayin First, you ruin its wells so they shouldn't have drinking water. And then you blow, uh, you sound uh, the tekis on the merim and you, the truos in the shoifros to, to frighten them and to confuse them. So the same thing is with the tzfardim. Uh, they were making all kinds of noise and uh, as we find the The Rebbe asks six different questions on this Rashi. Um, the Rashi and all the details uh, the Rashi brings down over here. And, and the Rebbe later on is going to explain how everything fits in perfectly. So let's start with the first question. We have to understand in this. Rashi first, when he brings down, he says all types of wild animals, and then he specifies snakes and scorpions. Why mention snake and scorpions separately than kol minei chayis rois? So first, the Rebbe says, if you take a look in the Medrash, Tivrei Rashi Elu, these words of Rashi are sourced in the Medrash. Rashi quotes it and he changes the language in the Medrash. In the Medrash we find two opinions. What were the 
animals, which were the uttering, what did it consist of, what kind of a types were they? So number one, the Medrash says, it were bears, lions, and leopards. That's one. And number two, it says, there were mosquitoes and flies. So, Rashi evidently does says chayis and snakes and akram doesn't say tsunami yitushim. That's obvious why Rashi doesn't say that. Vinay zeh sherashi einem afarat as chayis rois liminehem kedei alav. Why Rashi does not say exactly which ones? And also, why he doesn't learn Tzorom V'yitushim, uh, that's obvious. Uh, Rashi doesn't want to limit himself when he says Chayis Roes to tell you which Chayis there were. There, there were. What the Rebbe is getting at is, why does Rashi have to say this Nechoshim V'akrabim? Rashi doesn't explain what the Chayis Roes, which means the, like the first opinion, it's obvious that says that there was the doivim, but I keep stopping possession as kidon betoyna kloli chayis rois. He doesn't have to say details as the medrash. He uses the general description that it was wild animals, bad animals. So that includes them. And the Rebbe adds that actually to limit ourselves specifically uh, would be not. According to the Pshat, Vratchel, if you shoot the Mikro, ain't Hechrech show you Chayis Elu Davke. So for sure, there's no uh, no proof. We don't have evidence that it was only these. So therefore, Rashi avoids that. Now, Rashi certainly doesn't think that there was this Saroim Vitushim. We see that from another Rashi. Rashi doesn't think like the second view in the Medrash that there were these uh, flying, the mosquitoes, because uh, Rashi already says, Rashi cannot explain and to detail the types as the second opinion that it was because as that same medrash mentioned before proves from the fact that by the tzvardim it says they died and it doesn't say so by the orif that they died so by the grasshoppers they died but not by the orif and it says so the fact that the tzvardim died there was no benefit to the Egyptian in the skin, so there was no benefit. So they can die, and uh, and they smelled up Mitzrayim, so there was nothing to, for them to gain. Avil Orev, by the Orev, it doesn't say they died over there. So the Medrash says Shohoyo Hanoah There was a benefit. The skins of these animals, if they would die, the Egyptian would benefit. That's why by the Orv it says nothing was left behind. So there was no benefit to the Egyptian from the Makas Orv because they couldn't use the uh, the uh, skin. 
And as the Medrash says, She'ilu hoyo hoyu tsiroim v'yitushim hoyu lam she'asrichu. So if what was the Orif consisted of the tsiroim v'yitushim, so we can't say that they would benefit, and that's why they had to die, they, they wouldn't benefit from them. They would have smelled up the place. Not no benefit. So why did they have to die? Why did they why why did they have to sort of disappear? Why couldn't they die? Is a chasimen. So that proves that it couldn't be that a mixture wasn't of Tsaraim Vyatushim, because otherwise they would not have to disappear. They could have stayed. But that's what the Medrash says. And Kivan Shigam Rashi also Rashi in his commentary also says this reasoning in his commentary. How come over here they disappeared? And Rashi says, How come by the mixture they didn't die like we find by the Tzvardim? How they move on? So then it's understood. So therefore this rejects the, the view that it was Tzvardim Rashi himself. So therefore... We understand why Rashi does not specify like the first opinion. He doesn't say like the second opinion because he doesn't hold like the second opinion. And he doesn't want to limit himself. But the problem is, why does Rashi come up with the snakes and the scorpions? After Rashi brings down that there were these bad animals, Rashi adds, and it says, and the snakes and the scorpions, ain't a move on, it's not understood. Either way, if on the simple, when we say mixture, which we talk about all bad animals, that includes snakes and scorpions, so why does Rashi have to detail them? He doesn't tell you who the Chayis is, so why would he have to tell you who the Nechoshim Nechrabim? And if at simply we, there's no, it was say Chayis Royce, it does not include snakes and the scorpions, and therefore Rashi needs to mention them, they're not included in Chayis Royce, that's what Rashi mentions them specifically. So then that becomes a question, that alone. How does Rashi know that there was also the snakes and the scorpions? They're not part of Chayis Royce. So either Rashi shouldn't mention them, and if they're not included, how does Rashi know that they were there? So the first question, basically the Rebbe says, what is it that Rashi specifies that came in part of this order? Now Rashi brings down over here that there is a reason in Agoda for each Makkah why it comes. And the Rebbe wants to know why is Rashi all of a sudden telling us by the fourth Makkah, by the Makkah of Orif, that there is a reason. What happened to Dom, Tzvardeya, and Kinim? And over here Rashi tells you for each one there is a reason. And he brings down the reason for Dom and Tzvardeya. So either way, Either if we need a reason, Rashi should say before. If we don't need a reason, why is Rashi all of a sudden coming to give us reasons over here? Base. Madu, Amifarish Rashi. Second question is, why does Rashi explain Davke Beposigzeh specifically in our verse? 
when it says Esa Oriv. So Rashi explains she is Tambadovat. There's a reason. Bechol Mako Maka Lomo Zu Veloma Zu. Why this one and why this one? So we don't understand why is Rashi saying this over here. Im Lifib Shutashil Mikra. Darush Tambacho Mako Maka if according to the literally learning the Posik. We require a reason for each plague and plague, for each maka maka. Why? Why Hashem brought it? So it wouldn't be necessary to give this reason during the first makas. When we're reading the Dom, Tzardeya, Kinu Rashi said a reasoning. Or immediately. Where the first play was given by Dam, Rashi should have said the reason for all the following makas. Why were they brought these makas, and why is this order first Dam then Tzvardei? Why all these makas, and why in this order? Why did Rashi wait until the fourth plague, which is the fourth makas? Now the Rebbe is going to sidetrack a little bit over here now to discuss this question. Before the Rebbe is going to ask the rest of the questions on the Rashi, the Rebbe is going to have a whole discussion about a possible answer that the Rebbe is going to reject. The Sivsa Chachomim in the second uh, explanation says that the first three Makas Rashi didn't have to explain because basically Rashi already explained it and the dam, Rashi says it was beaten the of the Nilus, which the Mitzrayim worshipped. And the Tzvardeya comes also from the river. Rashi also associates it with, but it's second because it's not the god, it's, it's, it's the Tzvardeya that came from the Yair. And the third one by Kinim, it becomes obvious because uh, the Khartoumim uh, had to agree, it's only by the fourth. Uh, where Rashi has the question why the Makav Arif and the Rebbe is going to reject this interpretation for three reasons let's look inside Yesh Mefarshim there's those that explains that in the first three plagues Rashi did not need to explain the reasoning because that is understood from what Rashi has written about them before. The first two plagues of Dam that is, through them Hashem smit their fear, meaning their Avedazor, the Egyptian. As Rashi specifically articulates with the Plague of blood. It says over there, the Egyptians they worship the Nilus. Therefore, Hashem first smite smit their fear, their Avedazara, and then Hashem smit the Egyptians. And that's why the Dam is the first Makkah. Over there, the smiting was actually the Avedazor. The Nilus was the Avedazor itself. That was first. 
but the gab makas svardeya. But also, but the makav svardeya, this is also associated with their God, with their Yerosom. Because Arexiv, the Pasuk says, Vishorat ha-yeoir tzvardim. It was the yeoir that produced the tzvardim. Vegam berashi, and also Rashi mefoirash, Rashi says, Lefi shehegin ha-yeoir al-moishe, that because the river protected Moshe, when he was saved uh, from the Egyptians and the she hid him in the uh, his mother hid him in the uh, Nile River in the river. Chuluk is loy lokal yodom loy bedam, but loy betzvardim. So not by blood and not by tzvardim, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't the one that raised the staff, but it was Arim. But still, you see from there that Tzvardim is associated with the Yoyim. I mean, one can say, well, why not the Tzvardim? Is a simon that the Tzvardim coming from the Yoyim is associated to the Yoyim, and therefore, that is also considered a beating for the Yoyim, for their God. Harishigam Tzvardeya Makas he. So also Tzvardeya is associated as a plague for the Yoir. And that's why Moshe couldn't do it, because the Yoir protected him. So this means that it's not, but it's second because it's not at the same level when you actually smit the Yoir itself and turn it into Dam. Here is the Tzvardeya that comes from the Yoir. It's not the actual Avedizora, their fear. Their Avedizora was beaten through them, uh, through him, through this, but in this Makkah, that's what comes after Makkah. So now we're explaining that Dam and Tzvardeya is Loka Yerosom, and we explained how Dam is directly Avedizora, the Yer itself, and this is secondary because the Tzvardeya comes from the Oyer. And as far as the plague of Kinim, also the reason why that was brought, that's evidence from just the subject, what took place over there. Because it was in it, and through it, the Khartoumi, uh, the magicians, uh, came and they said, they had to point that it's Hashem's finger. Uh, well, so therefore, explains the Sifsa Chachomim, Rashi did not explain because it's already understood that Damut Sadeya, why they came, and also Kinim, it's obvious from the Pasik itself. But when we came, Rashi comes to comment on the plague of Oriv, then Rashi had the difficulty. It was difficult. Why is this Makkah? That's why he explains. But the reason is, is because this is the way the uh, war games, the way they are conducted. Um, and therefore, that's the order, the way Hashem brought it upon them as well. The Rebbe doesn't accept the interpretation of the Sifzah HaChomim for three reasons. First of all, since the purpose of Rashi bringing down this, uh, that we find in the Agoda, was to explain why the Makas Orif, 
But Rashi doesn't write that. He just says like we find in Tanchuma. What Rashi does explain was the uh, reason for uh, the first two. Uh, doesn't say anything about Orif. That was Rashi's intention to explain that. He just says like it says in Tanchuma. And the other problem is that if those are the reasons, why is Rashi changing the reasons now from what he already said before? Um, and in generally, if this has nothing to do with the, according to this interpretation, with what Rashi says before, that uh, there was this mixture of these animals. And so Rashi would have a separate Rashi writing, explaining why the Orif. So all this means that this is not acceptable, this answer. So but we're back going to be back to the question, uh, why is Rashi all of a sudden over here giving us a reason why we need the Makas, uh, why did Hashem bring Makas Orev and he didn't speak about it before. But first, so this is what the Rebbe is asking on the Sisachom. Ulam Peter say in a moving cloud, this interpretation is not understood at all. Number one, Aleph. Im Rashi If Rashi's intention when he brings down the Medrash is is mainly to explain the reason why Hashem brought this plague of Oriv. And as this Chachasusacham said, we know why he brought Dam Tzvadeikinim. So in Cain, so in that case, so how is it possible that the reason for Makas or Hashem doesn't, the Pasuk doesn't tell us. Rashi doesn't bring down, why did Hashem bring the Makas or He just points to and he says, he references it that in the Tanchuma you see the reason. What does he quote specifically? Specifies those reasons that are not connected to our Subject matter, he he, 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 he he writes out exactly what took place over there. The Tachsis Mulchome, he explains why the Dam and why the Tzvardeya, but that's not what we came to tell her. We're trying to tell you why Arev was brought and Darashi doesn't explain. And number two, on the other hand, according to the idea of these above-mentioned Mefarshim that explained the Rashi. Shetameim shel gimul remakas or shoyinus yiduim that we know already the reason for the first remakas and that's why Rashi is only over here. We don't know by Orev yiduim upshutim they are known and obvious. And v'lochein lo he's been in Rashi b'derech shaila loma makazu and that's why Rashi did not explain in a question way why this maka because they're known. So then why is Rashi retract and gives her He quotes her other reasons. The whole reason Rashi didn't say before why he brought those makas was because they're obvious. And now all of a sudden he's quoting from the Medrash other reasons, not the ones that, the obvious reasons which Rashi has quoted earlier according to Sizchacham. And Gimel and the third issue is with this explanation, it doesn't flow together with what Rashi said before with the second part that Rashi said, why these makas? Gimel, if you pirush now, based on the above explanation, this is Chachomim, Hemshech Hadibur Hazeb Pirush Rashi. So, what is the continued? Uh, 
discussion in Rashi, what Rashi is discussing here, in the following the previous explanation of Oriv, is explaining something totally independent of what the mixture was. It's We're just coming to tell you what's the reason for Makas which means it's an independent subject matter. It doesn't have any connection or any flow to that which is written beforehand in the same Rashi about there were all kinds of well, then, but it's a separate subject matter. We know the rule. When Rashi explains two separate matters, in explaining one word, or two words. So if there are two subject matters, Rashi quotes it again from the Pasuk. From the Pasuk, if it's two a separate explanation, even though there are one word or a few words from the Pasik, Ozumitik Tevazupamaim, then he will quote from the Pasik twice. If before every subject matter by itself, bring down the quote from the Pasik again. as we saw before, when it talks about the plague of Tsvardeya, Shamatik Tevas Aatir Rashi quotes again the word Aatir. And he explains the second, second matter. So based on this, if that was the case, Rashi should have quoted from the Pesach, a second time, again. So that would be separating between subject matter and subject matter. All of these three questions that the Rebbe asks tells us that there is another reason why Rashi says it over here, not for the reason explained in the Sifse Chachamim, but there's another reason why Rashi uh, over here asks why Orif, as the Rebbe will explain later on. But basically, let's get back to the order of questions. So this is actually the second question that the Rebbe asked, but within the second question, the Rebbe had a debate to explain why the answer of this is doesn't really work. So the first question was, why does Rashi mention that it was Nechoshim Ba'akrabim besides saying Orif, besides saying Chayis Royce, he adds an addition, he adds Nechoshim Ba'akrabim, why is that singled out? And the other question is, why is all of a sudden Rashi here asking why the Mak of Orif? So that's the second question. The third question that the Rebbe has under Rashi, we're going to continue to probe and explain every, the details in the Rashi. Um, when Rashi, when Rashi gives the reason for the plague of the dam, Rashi only brings down that he uh, in the war, you ruin when you uh, besiege of the city. What you do first is you ruin their wells, and that was ruining sort of the dam of the Nilus. Uh, but Rashi doesn't give explanation what it means in the example. He just says that. But when 
Rashi talks to Bemakas Tverdeya, he says that, oh, this is what the Tzvardim done. So by the Dam, he says just the way it works, without saying, so what happened over here with the Maka. By the Tzvardeya, Rashi also brings it back to what made by Tzvardeya. Why this difference? Gimel, Batam, Lamakas Dam. The reason for the Makas Dam, maybe Rashi, Rakas Amoshul. He just brings the Moshul that with Taksisim Khomo, you destroy their wells. Rashi does not explain what does this mean in the example that Rashi doesn't say, and over here we ruined their dam to uh, ruin their wells. But Mashaiki Makas Vardeya, but Makas Vardeya, he says that you bring, make noise of their Humaisrimafarish and Yona Gambanimshul. He adds and he explains this matter also in the example. Uh, as Rashi says, like the Tzvardim, they make these kinds of noise and they uh, quacker and make different sounds. The sounds of chirping and, and noises. So what's the difference? Why by Dam Rashi doesn't have to bring the uh, example of what it does by the Makas Mitzrayim and by the Tzvardeya, Rashi brings what it did Makas Mitzrayim. And then Rashi starts off Agoda, that this is from taken from the Agoda. Why is this uh, seemingly Rashi is trying to tell us that it's not so easy to understand? But Dalet Mizesh, Rashi Magdim V'yesh Tambedover Ba'agoda Rashi introduces, says there is a reason. In this matter, in Agode, move on so it's understood. That this interpretation isn't in the simple meaning of the Pasik. That's why Rashi says it's Agode. But it would appear, this reasoning that Hashem comes in the way of the uh, wars, in the uh, war games. The way they do the taxism, the various different tricks, but you came upon them, or uh, this is something which seemingly makes sense also in the simple meaning of the Pasik. So, why is Rashi Agoda? And five, Rebbe asked, Why does Rashi conclude as we find the message? Rashi doesn't usually reference what is the source for his words. Unless it's a place which it's, Rashi will say the source if it's something which connects to the meaning of the Pasuk. So what difference does it make here that it's in Medjitan Chumam? And Rashi also split it. He doesn't say He splits it into two parts. In the beginning of the Pirush, he writes, there's a reason in Agoda. There's a reason for this in the Medrash Rabbi Tanchuma. Why start off Medrash Agoda and then say Rabbi Tanchuma? And finally, question number six, Why does he also bring down the words 
not just the Oriv, he's only explaining, Rashi is explaining Oriv, the mixture, and why it came, but why Es-Oriv? But Rashi's whole interpretation is only in the word Oriv. I know this is a long question, if you think about all of what we learned. First of all, the Rebbe brought down the very first Rashi's interpretation, in which the Rebbe had uh, several questions, there about three questions on the word Rashi Mashliach uh, Becho and then the Rashi um, brings the proof from one Pasik, a Pasik in Parshas, that Mashliach means uh, seeking, not sending from the portion of Hazinu, not the portion of Bechukhoisai. And then Rashi writes the words, Shisui, well, how does that add anything? So that's the first Rashi. And then we had the second Rashi, uh, in which Rashi explains, And the Rebbe asks, why does Rashi have to say, And why did Rashi only by the Makkas of Oriv tell us about that there are... Uh, reasons for each one of them, and he went into the whole discussion and showing how the interpretation of Chachomim is not acceptable. And then asking, also in the Lashon language of Rashi, Rashi doesn't bring the Nimshal when it comes to Dam, only by Tzvardeya. Rashi uses the word Agoda. Why only Agoda? Why does Rashi split the message of Tanchumer and Agoda separately? And why the word S? Oh, a lot of questions that we had, and the Rebbe is going to explain all this. So the Rebbe will first explain the uh, first Rashi, why Rashi brings the Posik V'yishlachti Posik V'shem Behemus HaShalach Bom and not the Posik of V'yishlachti which comes in the Parshas B'chukhoisai to prove that Mashliach means uh, that Hashem will sick, that will sick on them, on the Egyptian, the word mashliach. And as the Rebbe said, it's fitting more because of Adir in the Parshas Bechukhoisai, it talks about Chayas, and over here was also Chayas and not the Behemoth. So the Rebbe will address that and will explain how we know Take in our Parsha that it's talking about only an Oriv of. Chayis and not behemus. And what is Rashi adding with the language of Shisui after Rashi brings the proof, like it says in the Pasik, Vishem Behemus Hashalak Bam, he brings Loshu Shisui. So the Rebbe will explain that essentially in this parsha, in this Makkah, it's not clear what is it that the Makkah is doing. The only way we know what the Makkah is doing. It talks about a mixture, and it says mashliach b'cho, but it doesn't say that they will like the other makas. It doesn't say that they're going to hurt you, they're going to bite you, or do anything. So the the key over here is from the fact that it says mashliach, we know that it's talking about. 
instigating, the, the sending them, sicking them on the Egyptian, as the Rebbe proved in one, because the word mashliach needs to mean sicking, not sending. And when you sick, it has to be an animal. It has to be a living thing. can't be uh, something else. So it's the key to telling us what we're talking about is the word mashliach. To sick, you need an animal. But since the Pasuk doesn't say mashliach chayis, it doesn't say mashliach behem, it doesn't say anything. It just says orif, mixture. So we're not discussing any particulars of what we're saying we're going to sick mixtures. If it would be talking about sicking behemoths, tame animals, that would be a tremendous chiddush that the Torah would say in mashliach behemoths. So we know that mashliach esoriv must mean chayis. But chayis don't need to be sick automatically. Animals, chayis, roys, they jump on people. So Rashi wants to prove, first of all, mashliach means sicking from the Shem Behemoth Hashalach bomb, which is the case, but which is the case over there that they need sicking because Chais don't need it. So we hear, but since this couldn't be talking about Behemoth over here because otherwise the Torah would say Mashlech Behemoth because that would be a big Chiddush, Behemoth to start biting people. So we're saying that mashliach over here and wild animals don't need to be sick. They're automatically instigated against people. So that's why Rashi adds the word shisui. That means first we bring the proof that there is a generally that mashliach means to sick. And then we go into the details. It's a very detailed uh, explanation here, but let's look inside. Let's see inside. Habir The explanation of all this is Whether those that preceded the Makas of Orav or those that follow. So in every Maka Hari Puronuso, the Toichen Onsho, the punishment, and what the punishment is about, move on it's understood and recognizable. We see it clearly. We can see what the maka is. If we can see that from the word of warning that was given to Pari, what is forthcoming over there, the Pasik will tell us what the maka is, which is the Fnehavaosa maka, that is before the bring of the maka. Or there's some makas, some makas, there is no warning beforehand. Just the Torah doesn't tell us about the warning. Just tells us about the Maka. There was no warning to Pare, but from the words of Hashem to Moshe, when he tells him to do the act to bring the Maka. So, before we learn what 
for its bringing, we know already what the Mak is going to do. In our case, yes, later on the Pasik says, that that it was destroyed. But in the warning of Hashem to uh, in the, in, by the Makya, when Hashem says with his warning Padre, he says just to him, I will sick on you uh, the Arif. There is no clear, it doesn't say destruction, it doesn't say what's going to happen. So what's going on over here? It doesn't say the mixture. And then it says the Egyptian houses will be filled with the earth it will be filled with This doesn't tell us what does the Orif do? A mixture. We don't know really what is this mixture is. What is it? What is the punishment? So we have to look into the words in which Hashem says Mashliach that in the word Mashliach lies the key of what's going on here. So the Mashliach means sicking, as we learned, Rebbe proved earlier. That the in the word mashliach is emphasized what the maka is and what is the punishment. And since from the all of the flow that follows, it's only It says was only mixture as Oriv. And this is and in a way that it's gonna reach everywhere. So we see that the Abishta is gonna sense this mixture, the mixture is gonna get everywhere. Uh, so says means I will sick on you. That's what's going on over here. Hashem is sicking on you. And because we have to say over here, not sending, but Hashem is sicking. have proved that the word mashliach is nit mishaleach, and it's different from the evidence that the Rebbe proved in the beginning that the word mashliach and the word becho together means that sicking in you, megare. So therefore, we can also therefore understand what this mashliach, what this irvuvya is. It has to be animals. Yuvun gam mi Who? And what is the order? Somebody who you can sick. Can't sick stones. You can't sick. Uh, you have to sick animals. So we know that Hashem is seeking animals on you. So now we know, once you sick animals, what does it do? If you sick them on people, then they do damage. So herein lies the key, what the Oriv is, this mixture, 
is a mixture of animals because there have to be sick, and this sick ing is what destroyed. So it's clear now. Hashem will sick many living creatures in a mixture. And they will bite and they will destroy the Egyptian. So, now, which Balachayim are we talking about? So if we should say that we're talking about the Balachayim that are behemoths, then the Torah should have not said, just, I'm going to send a mixture. The Ebesheh should have said, like it says, Hashem behemoths, Hashalach bomb, which is a big chiddush, that even a behemoth was not... So, but here the Torah says, just, I'm sending a mixture. So it can't mean really uh, behemoths. It has to mean uh, something which is not a chiddush that it bites. The chiddush is here that it's all coming a mixture. There's a lot of different kinds. That by the chiddush, that points to chayes. This fact that the Torah details only the fact they came oriv birvuvi in a mixture. From all the details of the Makkah, the Torah only talks about mixture. The Torah should have, did not articulate the main part of it, that there were chayes that came and they bit them. The Torah doesn't even say that they came in. The Torah is just, we know that. Hashem said, we'll sick on you, and we know mashlech means sick, we know it's animals. Otherwise, we don't even know what the Arav is. Arav could be other things, not even animals. We know it's animals, but the Torah doesn't mention that at all. So therefore, this forces us to say, that the Torah, by saying this Arav, is telling us, something that we would not have known without it. So the Torah is trying to tell you here that this is the only thing that you wouldn't know. If I told you animals, you would know. Here I'm only trying to tell you that it is a mixture. It's not animal, not behemoths, not tame animals biting. It's the mixture. That's all what I'm trying to tell you. What is the main part the novelty and the miracle, and then this miracle that they came these animals, is that many animals came in a mixture. But the other details that took place in this maka was nothing uh, novel, and there was no specialness. Therefore, we have to say, because the thing is only about the Ravuvia, it was only non-domesticated animals and not behemoths. So the Rebbe is also explaining, the Rebbe didn't ask it clearly in the beginning, but why is Chayis not behemoths? Because otherwise, if it would have been behemoths, it would have been a chiddush. Because if it's also the animals came, 
and they destroyed as well as the undomesticated, as the wild animals, then that's a great novelty, and it's a great miracle. And why does the Torah say that? When the Torah says, I'm going to sick mixture, the only miracle here is there came a mixture. It was a whole bunch of different, uh, these kinds of animals, but not that it was a, a tame animal that bites. However, but then we have the question, uh, why do we need a sick chayis? Chayis is naturally, so... David should, should bring the, the, this irvuvia, but not have to sick them. And that's what Rashi has to add, this shisui, this additional level of sicking. According to the question, even this maka were only the animals that destroy, why do we need to have a special sicking? That, if there was also behemoth, Move on, she has animals, you gotta sick them. So, against their nature, they should destroy. If you want to get the tame animals to destroy, but this is their nature. And we know that it wasn't uh, behemoths that did the invite because the Pasuk doesn't say about behemoths, it just says Oriv, which is not a, otherwise the Chiddush would have been said behemoths. And the Mela, why do they need sicking? That's why Rashi adds the word Shisu. Rashi's intention is that even though the point of the meaning of the word Mashliach means incitement, but yet there is steps, there is level of how much incitement. There is a general incitement. That's not lacking. The animals are incited just in nature, on their own. But then there's a strong incitement on Nikos Shisui that is called Shisui. That's a strong that in which you instigate and you sick the animals with more force than they usually do. But since we're talking here about Chayis, we have to say we have to say it was with force. It was in the way of Shisui, a stronger incitement. But yet, the Torah doesn't have to say this because this wasn't totally against the nature. This wasn't a, a miracle or something novel Against the nature. Since the chayis destroy anyways, so this extra incitement, that's why the Torah doesn't have to write chayis over here, it just says, because the mashlech. But the mashlech means. So now the Rebbe explains the whole Rashi. So Rashi says, He brings the posik from Shen Behemoth, because generally to touch the word. Incitement, he wants to touch it from the lotion of Bahamas. And then he adds, but over here it was a deeper incitement. He brings the Posik and not from the Posik in Parshas in which over there 
says v'yishlachti bochem as chayes hasode. Ki mitchila mefarish rashi nekudas apirush b'tevus mashliach shi megare. First, he brings the main word of the word mashliach that it means incitement. We want to bring because really incitement to begin with it's by animals because the main thing to incite is really with is, is, is really by behemoth because is already incited. Since behemoths on their own are not uh, destroying and don't do damage. Uh, so after Rashi explains from the Pasuk, he brings better the Pasuk from Hazinu, in which he talks about Bahamas, because of there's really inciting. So after he explains it in general, in our case, the incitement was in a strong way, because to incite in a usual way, we don't need it by Chais. So basically, this answers the first Rashi, uh, the two questions that the Rebbe had in the first Rashi. <clears throat> what does it have to do the extra word, the Shisui? And the Psukim, it answers those questions that the Posik for Girui is really by Behemoth, which is by Azino, of their reply applies the uh, mostly uh, incitement, but not so much by Chayas. And then the extra Shisui uh, Rashi says after that because Chayis don't need to be incited. They're incited. So Rashi uses the word Shisui, which means after that the extra. And that is the meaning over here. Vishlachti. Vishlachti means this extra Shisui by uh, the Chayis, which although they're incited, we have this extra over here in the, the Chayis. But again, it's not Bahamas because Bahamas don't need, we're not talking, it's only the Chayis. Because otherwise, if Behemoth were incited, the Pasuk would have said that, not just say Orev, uh, in the Mashliach Bechos Orev, it would have said Mashliach Behemoth. So since we already explained that how do we know what the Irvuvia was, that it was out of Chayis, Royce, and that the main Chiddush was that they were Mazikim and they had to be sicked, Mashliach, Bechos Chayis, Royce, so now the next Rashi, when Rashi says now Esa'orev, this isn't coming to tell us which is the animals that were there. We know that already from Ashliach that it was the Chayis Rois. But it's mainly coming to emphasize Esa'orev that the entire Chiddush uh, here is that there was a mixture, only the mixture. And that's why Rashi quotes also and says Esa'orev to tell you that it is the mixture, nothing else but the Arif. This is the Chiddush. It was a mixture here. But Rashi already mentioned, so he mentions the Chai and the Nechosh Makrab. But this is not to come and explain it, what the mi- mixture consists of. Let's see in Oishei. Alpi on al on the base and the above we understand. Shema, Sherashi, Mamshech, Bepirish, Atevis. Esa Orif. The Rashi continues and explains where it's Orif. He says, Kol mine chayis rois nechoshim vakrabim birvuvya. Voye mashchisim bahem. So this Rashi, ain't ikore lefarit mihoye ba'orif. Rashi's main 
purpose is not to detail who was the Arif. What did the Arif consist of? That detail, that is explained from the word mashliach, sick, sick has to be balachayim, and it has to be chayis, and not, and since it says only arif, so it can't be behemoth. Eloshi ikra bolemer, but it's mainly coming to say, shakavonis hakosuf, Rashi is coming to tell us when the posik is intention, betevis ha arif, the mixture he, shabau birvuvia, that they came in a mixture. Mainly Rashi is trying to say they came be irvuvia. And this is the miracle and the novelty, the only novelty that was in this Makkah, was the mixture of here. In addition to the Makkah itself, that they bit them and everything else, but it was the Arif, the mixture. So Rashi, as if one to say, so So Rashi Moisiv Gam he has called me nechayis rois unachoshim akrabim ki mizeh mefarish says sarivuvia shoyz makazu. So he already says the bad animals nechoshim akrabim because this way he already explains the rivuvia that took place in this market. Lachain maitik gam tevus esorim. That's why he'll say esorim. This adds the proof to say the main thing is that the main chiddush over here is they came in a mixture. Because if this would not be the main novelty and this is only one detail of the Makkah that it was Orev how could it possibly say the mixture Seems that that is all that he is inciting would be the Arif. And from the fact the Pasuk says, Esorif, Hinni Mashlib Chav Gamer, Esorif, Mukhrach Shazel, Achidush Vanessam Yuchachim Maka. This is the novelty, this is the special miracle in this Maka. Bezel, Echachosrishal Rashi. This is Rashi's proof, Nois of Alanal, in addition to the above, that the Torah says, Esorif. The, the the Torah just mentions Arif, so that should be the Chiddush. But the Torah says as Arif that Shehak Kosuv that this possible that the main nace is that they came in this mixture. In addition to what the Rebbe said earlier, that Rashi doesn't want to specify like the Medrash that there were the bears and and lions and leopards. Uh, the Rebbe adds here even more right now to explain to you that it possibly that they weren't even in Mitzrayim at that, at that time. These, uh, and then that would make it an additional miracle. So therefore, it wouldn't be just the Arif. The Rebbe is emphasizing the miracle was only Arif. So Rashi can't say Dubim because that would make it a miracle that you had beers over there. Who said there were beers? So that's why Rashi leaves this blank and doesn't say what the highest rows are. Both. Apia now based on the above that the main chiddush in this pasuk is orif yumtek loma in Rashi mefaret it's also going to be sweetened in addition to what the Rebbe said before but it's also sweetened that we don't why Rashi doesn't detail doibim arayis and amorim bears lions and leopards aim klali chokah b'pshutah shel mikra there is no evidence in the simple 
meaning of the Pesach, which kind of wild animals at that time were found in the territories of Egypt and the surrounding. There is no proof, there's no evidence that there were bears, lions, and leopards. And if Rashi would have detailed and mefarit, it would detail the bears, lions, and leopards, so then it would appear, it would mean then if they were not at that time in the areas around Mitzrayim, Hashem brought him from a distant place of Mitzrayim. So then this would make it an additional miracle. He says it's just wild, bad animals. To give us the talking about those bad animals, those that were in the neighborhood, in the surrounding territory of Mitzrayim. Without saying which chayzer was, because here there was no other nest. The only nest was here that they came Birvuvia. Zion, the Rebbe gives an interesting explanation over here why Rashi mentions Nechoshim Akrabim separately in this mixture over here. Because the Rebbe learns that the Pasik, when it says, that the ground was actually filled. And in order for the ground to be filled with uh, the chayis rose inside the ground, that would be a tremendous miracle. So the Torah doesn't talk, only the mixture was the miracle here. So that tells us which are the animals that go in the ground. That's Nechoshim Akrabim. That's why Rashi adds Nechoshim Akrabim. Let's look inside. Zayin. Mitam Anal Yuvon from the above mentioned reason that the whole Chiddush is or a mixture and not any miracles that Hashem made, you even come can hechlech the Rashi. That's what we also understand. What forces Rashi, the Farish, to explain? Shahoyu Shom, come the Choshim Akram. There were also there snakes and scorpions. The Posik Zem Misayim. In this Posik, it concludes the Torah says the Gam Haadomo Asherim Olel that they will fill the houses of the Egypt. And so, what is question is what is the meaning Asher Heim Oleho, and also the earth that they the Arif is on it, or the Heim goes on the homes and the Egyptians who are on the Allah, which means what was filled over here. This in the Pasik it says. If the Pasik would have written, if the Pasik were written, the Arev will fill, I would say as Bate Mitzrayim, that means it would fill the homes of the Egyptian. And also the Arev will fill the ground, that they, the Arev is on it. Because who iker then the orev is the main. In the pasuk, the orev will fill. Then we can say Then we can say the heim goes on the orev. Avol mikivon the pasuk says umolu 
Bate Mitzrayim as Orif. First it says it's filling the house of Mitzrayim the Orif. Bate Mitzrayim the main thing is the house of Mitzrayim. How does that ilu cost? It says the pasuk say it. Umalu Bate Mitzrayim as Orif. They will fill the homes of the Egyptians. And also the ground and the houses, or the house of the Egyptians, are on it. Molas Orif was filled with the Orif. And further, the Iker, the whole parsha zu, ha Orif uloshin yochid. Oh, the Yovei, the Sor, the Yosar, the Imkain, Havalei Lemeimar. If it goes on the Orev, that the Orev is on it. So therefore, what does it mean, Asher Heimalah? What does it mean there? It'll fill the, the, the place, the earth, that the bottom is upon it. Shaloid hakimale orif. As a bottom, not only would the orif fill the homes. Elu yimale gamis hadoma. Also fill the ground. That should a bottom of mitzrim and that the either the house or the Egyptians are on it. Behindu shorif yigametoyich hadoma. That means the orif will be also within the ground. Lachayra is a nesm yuchad v'niflas. Seems to be a very specific and wondrous miracle. Shachayis rois yigametoyich hadoma. That the while the animals will be also within the ground, which is against the nature. So, that would contradict that was emphasized in the Pesach beforehand, that there was no additional novelty, an additional a novelty, an additional miracle to the Arab. And that's what Rashi has explained. There are also snakes and scorpions. That naturally they find themselves in the pit that is in the ground. And this is already known from what Rashi Over there, when they sold, they put him into the pit. So it says they put him into the pit, but there was no water. But there is snakes and scorpions. That means the pits, that is the Choshmakrab. So that means that the snakes and the scorpion are naturally find themselves in the pits which is in the ground. So it's not against the nation, nature. The alpha became and still So why does Rashi not bring down the words Adoma because I said before, Khan ain't Iker in Yone, Shal Rashi Lefarit Mina Chai Sheva Kodesh Baruch Makas Orif. Rashi's not main point over here is not to detail what type of Chai is Hashem Brad Makas Orif. Kim Lahadgi Shabo Birvuvi. Rashi just wants to say the mixture. But Rakderach Agab Mefarit, but it's only by the way, he details Shoshom Gam Mechoshim Akrabim. There's also the scorpion the Krabim because of what the Pasik says. So therefore, Rashi doesn't bring it down in the Dibur HaMaschil, it doesn't even say V'goymer. So the Rebbe answers, if this, in this case, why doesn't Rashi hint it? Rashi says, because that's not Rashi's point over here. But how do we know Nechoshim HaKram is from the fact that the Pasik says, Asherahim Allah, which means the ground, 
that the Arif came into the ground, into the Adoma, in which the Mitzim and the houses stood up. Now the Rebbe will explain how the Hemshech of Rashi, the, the reasoning for the Makis, that brings it down over here, uh, how that flows in the same Rashi that follows to the um, to this idea of the Rashi. Because that part of Rashi, as the Rebbe explains, is coming to explain what's so special about mixture. We keep on saying the whole thing was a mixture. Mashliach has a of mixture. What is mixture? Mixture has the concept that it creates the fear and the confusion, which was, the Medrash brings it out by the Makas Svardeya. So we're not giving the reason. The reason for Rashi, each one, we said the Dam, Svardeya, we know each one where they were given. This is not giving reasons, just to explain why is Irvuvia so necessary, because Irvuvia is what brings about that confusion and that frightening, and that's why the Torah emphasizes that Irvuvia. Ches, Amna Inya Still, this matter requires explanation. What is the so important of this matter that it came in a, in a mixture? This becomes the entire novelty in this plague. That's where Rashi conclude, continues. There is a reason in Agoda by each maka maka why this one, why this one. Then you understand the great novelty, which is in the Makkah of Orev, in the mixture, being a mixture. And Rashi brings down that he used the tactics of wars, that's of kings, that's Hashem came on the Egyptian. And then he brings then you blow on them, and you make the truest in the in the shoifres liyarim ulabalim to frighten them and to confuse them. Rashi brings this just to point one point. What is the tactics of war? That one of the tactics of the war is ulasis is to do such effects liyarim ulabalim to frighten them and to confuse them. So Valderas of Makasorov similarly is the plague of Orif. Tam Shahivi Sakhayus Birvuvya. The reason why Hashem brought these animals in this mixture, Okadeli Yarumulavalam, is in order to frighten them and to confuse them. Kikashai is Kominla Atsmay. For when you have these wild animals, each kind by themselves, ain't Abahola Gudela Kolkach, there's not such a great confusion. Abul Kishaboim Harba Khayas Marba Minim, but when there is many wild animals from various different types, and in a mixture, then the confusion and this fright is much, very great. Rashi's intention is just to explain the great importance of this mixture that we've just said. That's where Rashi brings this reason for the Makis over here. And it flows to what he wrote before in the same Rashi. He only brings the two, the, 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 the reason of the two first Makis. He just goes up to the Makis which he's trying to tell you. He just wants you to learn from the Makis Not more. Because Rashi is mainly intending, intending for the Makas Fardeya, that Lebalom, Liyaram. 
we also understand why Rashi just gives the nimshol by the makas because it's only through the nimshol of this makas we know that by the Makas there was this idea to frighten them and to confuse them, and that's what we're using for a reasoning for the Orif. So, why the Rebbe has, so why does it makes also sense Why does Rashi say Ba'agoda? Because Ibshut is the reason we already had before. This is just to explain the Ravuvia. Still, Rashi has to introduce Although, in the simple meaning of the Pasuk, there is still room for this idea. Because the literal level of the Psukim, we already know other reasons about this Makas. The Makas, Dambit, Svardaya, we know for those plagues, the Halkis. You'd ask them to beat their fear there about the Zora. And in the plague of Kinim Laharis Lachartumim to show to the Khatumim Shahz Bailahikimihi Kinal that it's Hashem's finger. That's what Rashi introduces Shatamzahu Bagoda, that this is Nagoda. Abu Bagoda Zu, Yuvanatam Lomavim Bervuvya. But this is a Grid Nagoda, but this tells us, because we know the simple reason we already know. But this God will tell us why Hashem Lomavim Birvuvya what to why he brought them in this mixture. Kare ain't Tamza because this reason does not contradict the simple meaning of the Pasik, Eloshainimukrach. But you don't have to say because the Pasik we have the reasons. But the above mentioned reason to beat their Halkis Yirosam, those are each one forced by, by, by its place, and therefore this is not a contradiction, this is what this stays. And now the Rebbe will explain why it ends off with uh, Rabbi Tanchuma. Uh, the Rebbe asked before, it says, first of the Agodah we explained, just to tell you that this is not the Pshat, but according to the Agodah we understand what's the advantage of Irvuvia. <coughs> and the Rebbe brings down that it says Rabbi Tanchuma because in Tanchuma it explains that this noise that the Tzfardim made was actually even more than the actual destruction that they made. So this explains that the Irvuvia is a main factor over here, uh, even more than the Hashkosa. And this is what Rashi means, the Vuchulu, not the other reason for the other Makis, but to this part of the Tanchuma, which says that the noise, the Irvuvia, the so explaining by us is so important because that was even worse by the Tzfardeya than the actual uh, destruction. Let's look inside. Oistes. This still not so uh, smooth, legamri, uh, totally. It's not totally understood. Even though this isn't actually a question, and that's why Rashi doesn't address it. The explanation, it's only by hinting where it is that it's the Rabbi Tanchumo, as we'll see later on. So what's the issue? Let it be true. This that they came in a mixture. This is something very big. It's a big deal. 
And that is what confuses them, etc. But still, how come only this is mentioned in the Pasuk? As if to say, that the fact itself that there was the wild animals came and destroyed, how, what, what, this doesn't even consider in, uh, relative to the noise that was made there. Why, why, why is the noise, the, the mixture, the, 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 the confusion, such an important part? So, that's where Rashi concludes, and in Hinsky, the Isab Medrash Rabbi Tanchuma, as we find the Rabbi Rabbi Tanchuma, because Shom, as a follow-up to the above-mentioned subject, Mesupar, over there relates Asher Kirkuron Hoyo Koshulam Ashkososom. With regards to the Tzvardeim, that their chirping was more difficult than the destruction that they brought. move on. So from this we can understand Gambanegela Orev also as far as the plague of Orev, the mixture. Shizeu Ikur Godl Bahamakad That this is a very main part of the. Therefore, the Pasik just talks about the Orev, the mixture, the. Confusion that this brings about. That's what Rashi says, etc. Uh, even though we're not trying to tell you all the other reasons for all the other makas that the Medrash brings, it's not connected over here, the rest of the makas. What is written there, as it relates to the other makas. Because Rashi's intention with the Hulu is not for the reasons for the other makas in the Medrash. Rashi intends the Hulu, what it says in the Medrash, that their noises, the chirping, was more difficult than the destruction. And that's important to us to know why the Irvuvia is the only thing mentioned, why it was the central, that was the main part. The Rebbe says that based on the, what we concluded that uh, the Rebbe concluded that the real reason for the makas, the first two makas, was in order to smite David Zora of the Egyptians, the the Nile, and not like the new reason to destroy the waters. This will also shed light on another aspect. Uh, whether uh, the pasuk only says befedish that uh, Hashem will make a distinction between uh, the land of Goshen and the land where the Yidin are and the land of uh, Mitzrayim with the Egyptians by the Makas Orif. But uh, the first three Makas, Dam, Tzvadeh, Kinim, we don't find. And there's actually a big discussion between the Aben Ezra, the Radvas, the Rambam. And the Rebbe learns that in the Pshuti Shel Mikra, since the Pasik doesn't say uh, the... Um, that there was a distinction and that it was separate, so we have to say the Makkah was everywhere. And the Rebbe says that because the Makkah was to punish their God, so it doesn't matter. So wherever their God is, uh, the punishment would be a sign to them, even though uh, it's the, the river that's supporting by Goshen, by the Yid, doesn't matter, but it's still there. And that's why we don't need a distinction. Only by the Makas Oriv do we need to have a separation in order for him to realize that he has to let the Yidna of Mitzrayim. That's why he's getting the Makas. Let's look inside. Yud, Api Omer Li'il, based on what said before, Sheikir Hatam Le'gimul Makas, 
the Harishoynes, the main reason of for the three makas, the, the first three makas, the Pshutish Mikra, in the simple meaning of the verse, Einoitama Medrash, it's not the Medrash reasoning, Ki'im Lahalkis Yir Osum, it is in order to beat their fear, meaning their Avedizorim, their idol, Laharis Lachartumim, and also to show to the necromancers, the the khartumi, the magicians, he that this is a uh, hand of Hashem, it's a finger of Hashem, is the uh, plagues. So based on this Yuvan Oidinya, we can understand another matter with regards to the uh, difference between the three Makas and Orif. We'll see. But Makas Orif Ksiv Akharkach. Later on the Posik says by the plague of Orif uh, said it's Goshen. I will make a distinction in that day, the land of Goshen. Asher Ami, that my nation is standing over there. So there was no Oriv in the land of Goshen where the Eden lived. By the Eden, there was no plague of Oriv. So the question is, why isn't it written? In the first three plagues, that they weren't by the Eden. If it's something which is so obvious and so self-understood that it's only the Goyim got the Makas, so so why does the Torah have to say it by the plague of Orif that it was a distinction? So in this matter, there are several opinions. However, as the case of the Ebenezer writes, Lufi Daiti, according to my view, Kemakas Hadam Vatsvardim Vakinim, Hoiso Kolelas Hamitzrim Vayivrim Chulu, that the plague of the blood and the and the the grasshoppers and the kinim lice that included everybody, the Egyptians and the the Eilu Hasholish, Matiziku. These three didn't do too much damage, so it's okay. That the Eden had the most. Rak Makas Ha'oriv Shoisakosha, only the plague of Oriv, which was difficult. Hashem Hifrish Bein Hamitzrim, Hamitzrim Bein Yisrael. There, the Eved made a difference between the Egyptians and the Eden. Omnom Haradvaz Bitshuvosi Kaisu the Radvaz, in his response he writes, Machakosov Rav Evan Ezra writes the Radvaz, but the Rav Evan Ezra writes. That the plague of Dam was for the Egyptian and Israel. It's prohibited to believe this matter. Uh, for sure, look in the verses, they point that just the opposite. It says, The Egyptians could not drink from the well. The Egyptian dug around the well. Mashma, so it appears. Abel Yisroel lo yitzrichem lozeh. The Yidden did not require this. Kol Yishoisim imei mei hayoyer because they were drinking from the waters of the yoyer. So the verses point against the interpretation of the Eben Ezra. Says the Radvaz. But Svardim Ksiv also by the Svardim. That's by the Dam. Uh, but by the Svardim, it's also written. Bechol ba'amcho ve'goimer ve'sorat Svardim bechol ve'vatecha. It's only talking about. The Egyptians, they will be by you and your people. They will be removed from your house and your your you your house and your servants and your people. So it appears that it was not by Yidin, or else they had to be removed from the Yidin too. It doesn't say they ever came to the Yidin. 
Same thing in the kinim. Even though by the kinim there's no specific, the yomet sosum and amafurish will learn when it's not clear from what it's cleared. Just like over there, it's clear that it was only in Egypt and not by the yidden. So same thing is by kinim. So then further he asks, he argues, the loyodaiti, and another argument he says. So that is because he says it appears in the Posse that it was only by the Mitzri, because the Torah only talks about the Egyptians digging and, and the removal and coming to the Tzvardim, nothing by the Yidin. But another argument is a logical argument. If the plague was of the Yidin, so what kind of evidence is there to it that he should send the Yidin? Uh, everybody is plagued Yidin too. So the Rambam in the Pirishna, he writes, Shemakas Damut Svardeya Loihoyu Bisro Klal. The Tsam Svardeya weren't at all by the Yid. Mashenki Makaskinim Hoiso Gambohem. But they also the Makaskinim, because the Posik doesn't say anything of the Rabbul. Loihoyu Mitsarim Oisom, they were not causing them any pain, so that's why he didn't have to make a distinction. But since we don't find in Rashi an answer, even in a hint, Hakushi the question, why isn't it written that Hashem says, I'll make a distinction during the first three Makas? Rashi doesn't address it. We don't find even an answer in a hint. So it's evident that in the simple meaning of the verse, the first plagues also apply to the Yidin. And also, it appears that little posks of Atiya Kinom, Ba'odom, Uba'behem, it wasn't people, and Behema, Odom Stam, just by the people Stam. Begam, Ein Loimar, I, the Rambam says that it wasn't, they were the Loimitsarnus, Begam, Ein Loimar, in the Pashutta Shemikra, Shemakas Kinom, Loimitsarnus, wouldn't paint them. Kim Nolan came to Pashutta Shemikra, and Pashutta Shemikra, how would we know that they didn't cause him any pain? So, since uh, Rashi doesn't address it. It's mashma taka that uh, they were also by the Yidin. So, but the, the Advaz asked the question. It's Pasuk says Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. So that's not such a question because the Torah emphasized because well, the important part is the Mitzrayim of here. But again, the Kushar Advaz, Why does the Pasuk emphasize Mitzrayim? Bemakas da Mutzvardeya, moving be Pashto, so that we can. It's understood simply. That is the main thing bringing the Makas. So the Torah talks about what the Mitzrim and the threatening Mitzrim. But his last question, the logical question, that's really difficult, it would seem what's the point of this Makas if everybody's getting it? If the Makas is also for the Yidden, so how is this evidence to Pari that he should send away the Yidden? And also, why in truth were the Makas also by the Yidin? Well, but based on the above, we understand it. Since the first two Makas, Rashi explains it was in order to beat up on their Yira, on their fear, on their Avedizore. When Pare will see that his Avedizor is beaten, that will be fulfilled by him. You'll know now that I am Hashem. 
And the fact that but even if the Yidin suffer from this, this doesn't diminish through the fact that the Yidin are also smitten through this, uh, that his Abedazor is being beaten. But on the contrary, for that reason alone, we needed them to be also in the waters that flowed by the Yid's water. Since by doing these makas, he was beating their Yira, their Avedazora, wherever the Yira is found, there needs to be the plague. Because if you don't give it everywhere, that section where it's not plagued, whether it's in Goshen or similar, that's why it's not plagued. So that's not a question by these. Similar is with the plague of Kinim. Since the intention was that through this Maka the Khartumim should see that it's Hashem's finger, that it's Hashem doing it. It was it had to be, it was informed, it had to be unlimited. Otherwise, you can say that it was done through limited by people. We'll also say that it was uh, they say the Moshe and Aaron are, are also necromancers. They're also Khartoumim. By the first ones. So if there was limitations, then you would say that it's not really uh, from Hashem. Uh, because there's limitations to it. Moshe and Aaron can do so. As they said in the first two Makas. Even though they could not bring the kinim, they'll say, but Mishnah can bring it either everywhere. They can only bring it in an area and only for certain people. So they're also limited. So they're going to say it comes by limited. But they're greater than the Chatum Mitzrayim. Chatum Mitzrayim can't bring it anywhere. They can only bring it in a little bit limited places. That's why he needed to be everywhere, also in all places, all in Israel. But the Makas Orv, there was no need for that. Because we're not talking about Yerosa, we're not talking about proving them by Yerosa, just a distinction. So the Rebbe actually learns that according to Rashi, the first three Makas were. Not only they needed, not only were they there, but they needed to be there to prove the point, to prove the point that the Elikim is that their Elikus, their Avodah Yerosim is punished everywhere, and also that the Kinim is everywhere, so that it's not human, it's not Moshe and Aaron, it's not Chartumim, it's not human, but it's Ezbel Elikim. And the Rebbe explains with Primus Inyonim that specifically when we're talking about the Makas Orav when there's mixing. Then there's a chance for Yidin to think that mixed with the going with the Mitzrayim. 
And the Ebishter says, no, 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 we flacy, that is the difference. Dam, there's no mixture over there, so there's not important to uh, to express specifically that there needs to be a distinction. And therefore the Rebbe says the limud heroid is also that also when there is a mixture in the world, there needs to strengthen the Yidden and to say that they are separate from the nations of the world. In the inner matter of things, we can say the reason how come specifically by the plague of Orif was there that distinction? The Torah says that there was be a distinction. By the first three plagues, it wasn't necessary to make a separation between the Jewish people and the Mitzrim. For even if the Makas would also be by the Yidden, it wouldn't enter the mind, God forbid, because the, the Makas is everywhere. That the Yidden should mix with the Mitzrim. Because they're still separate. So, notwithstanding the fact that everybody gets the Makas, doesn't matter. When we're talking about the Makas, in which God mixes the living animals, then there could be a room to such an outside, outside thought. Hashem has removed all boundaries. Just as he removed the samechitzim and chayil lechayil and ochos vakrov, he removed the the the, the mechitzes, the partitions, the separation between one animal and another animal, and for the snake and the scorpion. So therefore, also the boundaries between the Jewish people and the nations, lahavdil uh, to make a distinction between, was also uh, taken away, and the yidden can mix with the goyim. Oschofetz hakadosh baruch hu laharis. Then when Hashem wanted to show that the partition exists also at this time. That's why Hashem that day says, I will separate. I said, Ami my people standing with and I will make a distinction between my people and your people. So what is the Lesson, very simply understood. Specifically when there is a mixture, confusion in the world, a mixture. In a way that they breached those fences of the world in a way that has never been such a, a breach, such a mixture. So there is a special need, necessity, to strengthen that partition that separates between the Yidden and the nations. Oz, for even then be while there were Mitzrayim, that before the Torah was given, before Hashem chose us from all nations and, and languages, when there was a mixture of and there was room to worry, Shem made a specific miracle, losum pedus to make a distinction between am to make a distinction between my people and your people. Achas kama v'kama bismaneinu zeh for sure in our days. Be'inyan davdolu pedus zeh zuhoyi benegelu kolachet achem neisrov. This separation and this redemption was for each and every one of neisrov. Afilu benegelu leilu shun leirotu lasis mimitzrayim. 
Even those who didn't want to go out in Mitzrayim, they were still distinguished. From this is an additional instruction. That this separation is for each man and woman that is only called Yisrael. They have this distinction between them and the nations and the Goyim. When the Bnei Yisrael will strengthen this partition, there will be no partition, nothing that will separate between Hashem and the Bnei Yisrael. Each one and one of the Jewish people will return with a complete shuvah and immediately they will be redeemed. With the com- true and complete redemption of the Mashiach Tzidkenu through Mashiach, our righteous Mashiach, Mashiach, Shabbos, Parshish, Ve'edo, Tovshin, Lamed, Beis.